our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Welcome to the Your Village podcast, Parenting Beyond Discipline. Your Village is the most comprehensive site for evidence-based parenting classes available on demand at yourvillageonline.com. Our 50 plus classes give parents the foundation, steps and tools for creating strong, healthy relationships with their children, resulting in responsible, cooperative, happy and successful children and families. My goal is to help parents support their children in finding and reaching their own unique potential. The podcast is a place to learn about all things parenting and get your questions answered. I'm your village founder and your host, Erin Royer. So last week, I shared a little bit about summer and our family summer, and I decided it would be good to make this episode the summer episode to give some good hacks for fun and safety during the summer. So for working parents, summer may not feel like as much of a shift as it does for stay-at-home or work-at-home parents, but for all of us, it does usually mean a few things, like kids staying out later and playing with longer daylight hours. So just more outdoor activities in general, bikes, scooters, pools, basketball, more time in the sun, whether at home, camp, or preschool, or daycare, later evenings and bedtimes. And for school-age children, no homework, so yay. But it also means different schedules, daycare, camps, and usually a vacation to plan and enjoy. So first, I'm gonna share some of my favorite parenting hacks and tips for summer, and then, of course, I wouldn't feel like I'm doing my job if I didn't cover some safety tips. So I love this one. I've been doing this for years. When you go somewhere, a public pool, the beach, a water park, what have you, where you may have to leave some valuables, you wanna take a diaper or a pull-up and get the inside decently wet so it fills up some of the absorbent material so it seems used. Then you can leave your valuables, your phone, your wallet, money, inside the diaper or diapers. And then I tie ours up, I do a couple of them, and then I'll tie them up inside of a plastic bag. I also just started doing this one, and I actually will probably continue it into the school season too. And this is more for older kids, like six and above, but you can create an easy do-it-yourself snack station. When kids are home more, and especially older kids, they have a tendency to grab a bag of snacks and just go to town. And my oldest is terrible about this. He's a swimmer, so he can just grab a bag of pretzels or lentil chips and just sit and eat practically the entire thing in one sitting if I don't stop him. If I'm running an errand, I can come home to find three quarters of a bag of veggie chips gone. Now, I don't care if they're made of veggies. It's still not a good portion control. So using small storage containers, you can create sensible portions of the snacks. And kids can do this themselves. So when we get home from the grocery store, I have each kid take their favorite snacks and create portions out of them and put them in the containers. So we look at the bag and we see what the portions sizes or the box. So if it's a half a cup or if it's in ounces, we'll use the kitchen scale. So it teaches them good skills for healthy eating and knowing what a portion size really is because it's surprising. 
They get practice with measuring and they get to take on some responsibility of the process. And then they have the snacks ready for when they want it. Then for us, they can have one portion of the snack at a time and then some fruit or veggie or yogurt to create some balance in the snacks. So they're not just chowing down on the pre-packaged type snacks. And we use things that try to stay pretty healthy. We use veggie chips, lentil curls, wheat thins, those types of things. But still, I don't want them just going to town on them or nuts like peanuts. But I still don't want them just eating as much as they want of it. When going to the pool, beach, etc., you want to bring some healthy snacks. So one great thing to do is you can use an egg carton to transport fruit that bruises easily, except bananas, they don't really fit. But plums, apples, nectarines, peaches, these are great candidates so they don't get smashed in the cooler by drinks and other heavier items. You can stick those on top and then they have more bulk instead of just like one plum that gets like dropped down to the bottom and the Gatorade bottle sits on it and smashes it and then it's not edible. Bug repellents. If you're like me and you don't like the idea of chemicals found in most commercial bug repellents on your kid's skin or on your own skin, I love Burt's Bees Bug Repellent. It actually smells really good too. It has ingredients like castor oil, rosemary oil, lemongrass, cedar, peppermint, citronella, clove oil. And we actually use this, my husband and I, in the jungles of Thailand on our honeymoon and it works really well. We were trying to get pregnant at the time, so I was adamant about not having any chemicals such as DEET in anything I put on my skin. And I felt like it worked even better actually than those other brands that do have those chemicals in them. Now when it comes to bug bites like mosquitoes, the itch can drive you mad. And your kids, if they're going crazy about itches, are going to drive you crazy with their itches. Mosquitoes love me. Actually, I'm the best repellent for anyone else around that there is. If I'm around, the mosquitoes won't bother you. And that's if I'm not wearing my repellent, of course. Now at night, if there's a mosquito in our room, I will wake up with like 10 new bites all over me. Anything that's showing out from under the sheets, the covers, and my husband will have nothing. They will eat me alive and leave him alone. So when your kids do get bitten, there are some great options for this. One great natural and inexpensive remedy is apple cider vinegar, and also Burt's Bees again has a pretty good bug bite remedy as well. When it comes to stings though, like bees, wasps, sometimes even bigger animals like jellyfish, so long as it's a more mild sting. Otherwise, if it's something more serious, obviously you wanna seek first aid immediately from the lifeguard at the beach. But meat tenderizer is a great remedy. It breaks down the proteins that cause the stinging. It reduces pain, swelling, and itching. So I always carry meat tenderizer in my first aid kit for the car. I take it to the beach, at the pool, to help with especially those bug stings, those bee stings and such. Also, a mild hydrocortisone cream and an oral antihistamine can reduce the swelling and itching as well. So these are definite must-haves for the summer first aid kit. Keep it handy at all times. We have one inside our house, a bigger one, and then a smaller one that stays in the car, and then that we will transport to the beach or to the pool when we're out and about. Sunscreen, 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 sunscreen. This is the most important daily summer accessory in my opinion. Well, actually sunblock, so let's talk about the difference. Technically speaking, sunscreens use chemicals to absorb UV rays so they don't penetrate the skin. Sunblocks use minerals, titanium dioxide or zinc oxide to physically deflect rays from the skin. 
So, but these terms are often used interchangeably, even by the manufacturers themselves. Sunblocks are generally recommended for babies and children overusing sunscreens by pediatricians, advocacy groups, environmentalists, etc. for these various reasons, because they don't soak up the rays and because they're more environmentally friendly and you can get them without a lot of chemicals if you get the right kind you know what to look for. When you soak up the sun's ultraviolet rays, it speeds up the aging of your skin and raises the risk of skin cancer. Now, I can't tell you the number of times I got sunburned as a kid, probably at least once a year, but usually more than once a year for the first 12 years of my life. And even one sunburn increases the risk of skin cancer. So apply sunblock often, but not just any sunblock. I'm super picky about these and I found my favorite for me and for my family. I use it for me every time I get into the pool, even in the winter, in the early morning hours when the sun is barely up. But my skin has gotten too much damage already, so I'm pretty diligent about staying protected. And I actually even wear an SPF 50 surf shirt when I swim in the summer months in addition to the sunblock. Now, it's recommended to use sunblock with at least an SPF, that's a sun protection factor of 15 or above, that has both UVA and UVB protection every time you and your child go outside. I will put it on even when I'm just driving in the car. The sun that comes into that window, it hits my left arm, and my left arm has a little more damage than the other, so now I protect my skin even when I'm driving. My neck, my face, my arms, I put it on before I even just drive to go take my kids somewhere. Now, according to the American Academy of Pediatrics and the American Association of Dermatology, this is what you want. You want to apply the sunblock liberally 30 minutes before going out in the sun and reapply every two hours or sooner if swimming, sweating, or toweling off, even if it's cloudy. Even waterproof sunscreens lose effectiveness after about 80 minutes in the water. Now, I've done a lot of research on sunscreens to find the ones that block the UVA and UVB rays, but also don't contain the chemicals that are known or suspected to be potentially harmful. And I found one that's my favorite because it's a totally safe sunblock with 20% zinc oxide, and it's broad spectrum for athletes, so for the sweating, for the swimming, and they actually have one formulated for kids as well. It's water resistant for up to 80 minutes. So that's the one that I use for us because we are just so active outdoors. But there are lots of options for this that that's what you wanna look for. This episode is sponsored by By Heart. By Heart is an infant nutrition company whose mission is simple make the best formula in the world. Using the latest in breast milk science, ByHeart created a clinically proven, easy to digest infant formula that's made with organic grass-fed whole milk, certified clean ingredients, and features a patented protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Our blend includes the most abundant protein found in breast milk, alpha-lac, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum, along with broken down, partially hydrolyzed proteins. ByHeart is an easy-to-digest formula. In addition to its patented protein blend, our formula includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio like in early breast milk, which is tailor-made for a newborn's digestive system. ByHeart is the only U.S.-made infant formula to use organic, grass-fed whole milk, not skim. Curious about ByHeart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com slash podcast with the code 
parenting for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Now that we're back from the break, let's get into some more summer safety tips. Now, I know I talked about some of these in last year's episode, but these are so unbelievably important that I just can't cover this topic and feel like I'm doing my job if I don't talk about these again. Helmets, 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 helmets. There is nothing that drives me crazier than seeing these kids around our town and neighborhoods riding around on scooters and bikes without helmets. As an avid cyclist, I never go out without my helmet ever on my bike. I don't drive in my car with my helmet, but I will never get on my bike without wearing my helmet. More children ages 5 to 14 are seen in emergency rooms for injuries related to biking than any other sport. But proper safety precautions and learning and following safety rules can prevent these injuries. Helmets can reduce the risk of severe brain injuries by 88%, yet only 45% of children 14 and under regularly wear a bike helmet. A helmet is the single most effective safety device available to reduce head injury and death from bicycle crashes. Now, actually in California, it is the law to wear a properly fitted and fastened helmet for everyone under the age of 18 riding a bicycle. So when you're, when, if you live in California and your kids are not wearing a helmet, it's actually against the law and you can get ticketed. So always, always, always make sure your child wears a helmet. Now my kids know that if I catch them riding without a helmet, they are banned from scooters, bikes, skateboards, and anything that would require a helmet for a month. It may sound harsh, but I do not mess around with that. Brain damage is forever. And I've seen kids, my kids and other people's kids, hit a patch of water on a scooter and go down so fast before they even know what happened. There was actually a nine-year-old in our town who fell down on his scooter and hit his head on a curb. Didn't involve a car. He just slipped and fell, hit his head on a curb, was not wearing a helmet, and he became severely brain damaged. It's just not an option to wear a helmet or not. My kids know how serious I am, and so they've never forgotten to wear their helmets. Now, it's not just important to have kids wear a helmet, but it must be fitted properly. A loose helmet that doesn't cover and protect the frontal cortex, that's the forehead, the brain that's under the forehead area, is also almost completely useless. Hanging chin straps, chin straps that aren't hooked, helmets on the back of the head, you might as well just not wear one. So make sure the chin strap is tight and you can fit only one to two fingers in it below the chin. Make sure it is down covering the forehead. I mean, you don't wanna choke the kid, of course, but it does need to be snugly fitted. Also, helmets that have been in an accident, even if you don't see the damage to it, if the kid has fallen and hit their head and the helmets hit the ground, it can compromise the integrity of the materials and it won't be as effective in the next fall. So just throw it away and replace it. Also, helmets are only good for five years, so replace them. If you buy new, you're good because chances are your child will outgrow it before it expires. And frankly, 
you should always buy new. You never know if a used helmet has been in a crash or not. They do have dates of the manufacturer on the inside, so you can see how old they are, but you just never know how they were treated. Were they left out in the sun? Did it break down the materials? Were they left out in the rain? These are gonna affect the integrity of the helmet or you don't know if they were in a crash. So just play it safe and buy new. Then be sure to note the date of the manufacturer, which is on the sticker on the inside of the helmet, and be sure to throw it away once it reaches that five-year mark, especially if you have multiple kids and you hand things down, then you are gonna really need to watch that date a little more closely for the next kid in line. And But in that case, at least you know how well it's been treated, you know if it stayed out of the elements, you know if it's been in an accident or not, so that's fine. You just want to make sure that you don't go past that expiration date. Now, sadly, drowning is among the leading causes of accidental death in children. Drownings are the leading cause of injury and death for young children ages one to four. So when it comes to swimming and water and drowning, here are some tips. And it really all boils down to just not having any sense of security when it comes to kids and water. Don't rely on other people to notice your kids. Don't rely on flotation devices, whether they are Coast Guard approved or not, or swim skills or pool barriers. Now we have a pool in our backyard and I'm constantly counting heads above the water. One, two, three kids. Okay, where's the fourth one? Oh, there he is. Or I'll call out the name of the child just to get them to answer because when you have those big floaty things, I can't always see all their heads. Constantly I'm asking where they are if I cannot see them. No matter how good a swimmer they are, if I see them under the water, they better look like they're swimming or playing with some intention. By that, I mean that they're doing handstands, that they're actually swimming underwater, not just sort of hanging down there. And I wait to make sure they pop up within a few seconds. We had a pool fence up for a while when the kids were really little, but we did get them trained as early as possible for swimming. But one day, my younger kids were around five or six, I think, I look out and I see them and one of our neighbor boys stepping over the fence. They'd figured out a place where they could kind of squeeze through more easily, get over the fence and into the pool area. They were tall enough to kind of step over it. And then one of the steps behind the pool barrier over by the pool, it was high enough that they could reach onto it. And they also were sort of squeezing between the wall and using the wall to climb up and pulling up on the wall and then getting over that barrier and then onto that step on the other side. So the pool fence came down the next day. I didn't want a full sense of security. I knew if they were out there, I was going to have to watch them like a hawk. And that would just felt better about that than thinking that that pool fence was gonna keep anybody out anymore. If you have a young swimmer who isn't very skilled, you always wanna stay within arm's reach in the pool. No matter what type of flotation device they're wearing, you wanna stay within arm's length. Get your kids into swim lessons, and not just the strokes, but survival. How to roll over onto their back and paddle themselves over to the edge and get out of the pool if they ever fall in. If they have this skill, they won't panic, and they will get themselves out of the water. You wanna make sure they have this down well, but even then, you don't wanna rely on it as a foolproof method, but just as an added layer of protection, just in case they happen to fall into a pool, they get knocked in by another kid or something, just that extra layer of protection that they won't panic and will have that skill to roll onto their back and paddle themselves to the shallow end or over to the edge and be able to get out. Now on the website at yourvillageonline.com is a class on summer safety and it covers these areas more in depth. The six steps to properly fitting a helmet with a handout with the instructions and pictures, my list of recommended sunblocks for kids and the amount of protection and effective ingredients in each of those sunblocks 
more tips on pool and water safety, hiking and camping, the list of items that should go in a first aid kit, both in the car and in the house, when and how often to replace items in those kits. In addition to the 50 plus other classes in positive discipline, development and health, the summer safety classes under the modern parenting section, again at yourvillageonline.com. Now, speaking of swimming, Tonight is the award ceremony for the first session of Junior Lifeguards. They do a run-swim-run event, and the parents are invited to participate. So it's a run halfway around the lake. We swim across the lake, and then we finish up by running up the sand on the shore to the finish line. Last year, I beat my son by almost a full minute, so this year he wants a rematch, and he's gotten a lot faster at it. But I'm hoping to hold him off for at least this one more year. (laughs) So we'll see how this goes tonight. Next Friday, I head to Colorado to begin acclimating for my race in Boulder on August 3rd. So if you're in the area, feel free to stop by the race venue and say hi. I'll be in Silt for one night, in Breckenridge for two nights, and then in Littleton for a week before I head to Boulder on July 30th, where I will be until we leave town on the 4th after the race. I have been terrible about posting to Instagram. My Instagram, if you want to follow me, is ironmom2020 because I'm going to do an Ironman next year in 2020, the year I turn 50. So I have been terrible about posting about much of anything between my kids on their summer break schedule, running your village, and closing in on this race when in the last few weeks this training gets pretty intense. But I will get back to posting more parenting stuff once I return. But while I'm gone, I'll be posting some photos of visits with family, friends, some training, the Ironman village, that type of stuff. But I will get back to the parenting stuff too, I promise. If you have a parenting question you'd like answered, send an email to podcast at yourvillageonline.com. Thanks for listening and see you next week. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com.